Welcome to this episode of Speak PR. Today, I'm delighted to have an old friend and partner, Hee Sang Yoo from Seoul in South Korea, joining me to talk about public relations in the Southeast Asian nation of South Korea. Hee Sang, come samnida. Thank you. I'm grateful to join your uh, podcast. Tell us a little bit about South Korea for people that don't know it. And tell us then a little bit about the characteristics of media relations. And we're going to talk about then the digital in South Korea. Um, we have a population of 50 million uh, in uh, South Korea. Um, Korea is located between uh, China and Japan. We are not big enough, but um, not small enough either. Um, Korea is important in a sense that even though we are not really that big, but one of the um, fastest growing uh, economy, and also we have a lot of, you know, now uh, Korean-based multinational company in the world, just like Samsung. Um, Korean media is a little bit different than the other. The first thing is um, we have a lot of uh, media in Korea compared to our population. For instance, um, we have about 20 dailies, which is kind of national. We subdivide into like general daily, business daily, English daily, and we even have an IT daily that covers only IT on a daily basis. And we used to have a sports daily that covers all sports, but that segment is going down a little bit. Um, Korean media is a bit different than the other nation in a sense that it is not only media, but uh, the media actually contribute to every aspect of social life and political life and also business life. And it is changing, but still Korean media is very conservative. A lot of Korean journalists still don't speak English very well. So Korean is most spoke, widely spoken language. And one thing that you need to think about is Korean journalists have some sort of a mindset they are better than other. So they expect to be treated a little bit differently. <laughs> and when you say better than others, do you mean that the, the uh, Korean journalists believe they're better than other journalists or they're better than your average citizen? Every citizen, because it's hard to get to the media scene. It's because only such uh, people join. And um, actually, Korean media started during the Japanese occupation. And most of the journalists work there has a mindset that we are leading the uh, population, fighting for Japanese occupation. So they have a mindset, and even general public actually respected that. And that actually extended to now. So um, whenever I uh, took a journalist to overseas to meet a trip, especially Japan, uh, especially in the US, um, I actually asked them to not talk to uh, immigration that they are journalists. Because in Korea, if you're a journalist in those kinds of situations, you get a better treatment from the customs and government. But in the US, you'll be in big trouble. And I have a number of cases that they, even though I told them, don't say that they just be in the US just for business purpose or you know, tourist, but they say I'm a journalist, then they 
US Customs like to know why you are here, what you're gonna meet, and all have a breakout. So that's kind of mindset that the Korean journalists still have. It is slowly changing, but still a lot of journalists have think that they are better than anybody else and supposed to be treated a little bit better. Wow, that's fascinating. And then when it comes to talking with them, he's saying you run your own agency in Seoul, right? And uh, I have happy memories of going to Seoul back in the early 90s to music studios, actually, was where uh, I went on business trips to Seoul. When you talk about the media feeling a little bit more special, how does that work when it comes to, for example, pitching stories then to the media? Well, number one, the other thing that you need to think about is Korean media, uh, usually journalists has a lot of stuff they need to do. Um, it used to be a little less, and they may have more interaction with the PL guys or community guys. But uh, because of the business hardship by the, a lot of publications, they are not having as many journalists as it used to be, which means a single journalist have a lot more jobs than he need to do like 10 years before than now, which means they need to report like file like four or five journal, uh, report every day, aside from a semester job and other things. That means you need to have a, a kind of a press material that look a little bit like a, a elevated pitch. Everything should be in first and second. The key thing, the important thing should be in the first and second paragraph. And then less important after that, a lot less important than that. Otherwise, you will not get their attention if they do not get that right away. Most of your uh, media, which, you know, material will go straight to the <laughs> trash box. So I always ask whenever uh, we have a kind of press material with the client, I ask them to number one, translate first, number two, localize it, which means make it a little bit more like what the criminals like to get and get their attention easier and get the coverage faster. But most like the US or non-Korean PL material has a little bit worthy. You need to uh, uh, read every single paragraph to get what they're trying to say. If you do it in Korea, they were not gonna do it because they have too many things to do. And there's too many album material that you're competing either multinational or current company provide which suits their, I mean, the journalist's point of view, which means every important thing put in the first paragraph or at least second paragraph, and then follow up with the less than less important thing. Um, I think that's kind of a very key when you think about, you know, uh, providing press material to Korean journalists. Don't use the same format, same sequence, which will not pick up easily by the it's not because of they are lazy, but because they have so many things to do. So think about when you do approach and then press material, elevate pitch. Everything should be important, first and second paragraph. Yeah, that's interesting. And then let's touch on a, a sensitive subject which we face often in China about the cash for coverage. Is the 
Korean journalist or media used to having, for example, travel money and expenses paid for events and and uh, coverage? Well, actually, it was what we call family trip, which you know the company provide everything A to Z to cover to their. Um, but um, that is no longer the case because there was a bribery law where you cannot get that. So it used to be, and we used to uh, give some money. Like it's like 15, 20 years ago, not the multinational, but Korean companies like Samsung and LG, when they have a press conference or press meeting, they provide some cash for uh, just, you know, transportation. They say that, but it's not transportation, but because they, the journalists move from their office to their, so, but it's all gone. And even the family trip or inviting Korean journalists to overseas or in for instance, Samsung like to invite a lot of Korean journalists to either Comdex or KS, whatever. It used to be the case, but um, there was a law enacted, I think about three or four years ago that does not allow. So there's a set amount you cannot invite. So every journalist needs to go there on their own expense. And you can only get $50 for lunch or dinner. That's the maximum. I think $6 for giveaway. So that kind of thing's happening. So after that uh, law enacted, uh, most of the Korean press conference is being a little bit different. So they don't give, they usually invite them about 11 a.m. to one hour press conference and serve lunch and follow up with some light, you know, uh, giveaway. But that doesn't, it's no longer the case. We usually do um, provide at the most lunchbox or without food and beverage, just beverage to avoid the uh, breach of the bribery law. And are there now more virtual media conferences taking place? Because that's certainly been a trend here in Europe. I think it's a bit different because whenever I had a, a meeting with uh, either, either client or partner in the US or Europe, and I usually do it in my office and they are in their home and they were um, kind of a shock. And I was shocked too because um, Korea never been locked down at all. We, the Korean government advised to do social distancing, hygiene, wearing masks, but we never did any lockdown. So we still do press conference on at least hybrid format which means either invite us the people or the journalists come via uh, online and the client do its own press conference and broadcast so that the journalists can uh, listen. But I think that we never went to all, except when there is a bike in Seoul, Greater Seoul area, which is about 60% of Korean population lives, so it's very congested. So the Korean government is very worried. When we have some problem in Daegu area, which is far from uh, central city and not that 
ingested, so we can manage it. But so Tianjin is really, really big. So we have the current government implied like strict um, regulation. Even at that time, we still have a press conference on a hybrid format. And with the easing, we get more and more offline. Even we are starting to networking meeting on offline, not online. You talk about hybrid. Let's just talk about the uh, particular platforms that are used in Korea. I think Zoom is the most popular, even the current government used. But I think that micro meeting and a Google Meet micro teams is actually catching up because Zoom have some problem um, in security wise and some sort of a technical problem. Um, it may be uh, easy, but you also need to think about those aspects. So still, Zoom is the number one, but uh, Microsoft. And Teams and Google Meet are catching up. Well, let's just talk about your equivalents to Facebook and uh, and WhatsApp. You've mentioned Kakao Talk. Can you want to just tell us about Kakao Talk in Korea? Well, yeah, Kakao Talk is uh, kind of market leader. Um, this is the the first uh, like a chat program launch way before there's a WhatsApp and uh, also line, and it just dominated the market. It is now a platform that not only for talk, for, but for finance, uh, order, travel, transportation, like a taxi, where you can reserve your taxi. So it became a kind of platform and it's really, really, really big. So, I think that nobody really know about Kakao outside of Korea, but when you're in Korea, everybody uses Kakao. And um, I think uh, South Asia, there's a line, which is also Korean product, but line in Korea is a kind of secondary. So first you use Kakao, line for secondary, WhatsApp, not really a lot. Other than that, you know, even WeChat, we don't really use it. So for for a social media campaign for a client, you're using the media relations and then you're using Kakao Talk and any other platforms he's saying that you'd use for a client to get noticed? Well, I think that um, kind of equivalent to Facebook in Korea, maybe, uh, is also by Kakao Story, <laughs> which is similar but easier. So a lot of youngsters and people who can speak non-Korean language use Facebook. Um, traditional Korean who do not speak English have trouble with the English. They tend, and all the older uh, population tends to use Kakao Story. So when we do digital media, uh, digital marketing, we do two channels. If it's mostly younger generation who speak Muslim language, then Facebook. It's we're targeting more senior, older people do not really talk in English, then Kakao Story is better to reach. And you've mentioned before this Naver blog. Uh, what's Naver blog then? Naver is sort of a, a Google of Korea. So in Korea, we do not use Google for search. Naver is the number one search engine. So, um, 
and neighbor used to dominate the market and they have uh, the dumb blocking, which a lot of Koreans use. So still it's getting a less less because of Facebook and also the YouTube is still really, really popular. So when we do digital PL, top two vehicle is the Facebook and neighbor blog. He's saying, sounds fantastic. And thank you so much for sharing. It sounds like a, a whole wealth of, uh, of experience there and different challenges for people that are going to be marketing their businesses in, in South Korea. If people want to find out more about you, he's saying, how can they find you? Um, you can reach me via my uh, company homepage, which is www.plismcomms.com or my uh, LinkedIn page, which is LinkedIn and H-E-E-S-A-N-G-Y-O-O. sang you joining us from Prism Communications in Seoul. Thank you so much for sharing such great insights about South Korea today. It was my pleasure. <laughs> for those of you listening, I hope you found that useful. Uh, lots of interesting tips and thoughts about another market. So thanks again for listening to this episode of Speak PR. And we wish you the best of health and a profitable business. And that if you're going international, that you think about some of the local flavors and the local channels and the local tips for communicating with local journalists. Thanks again for listening. <laughs>